BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast, reviewing another huge round of AFL Fantasy. We are reviewing round eight, talking trade targets, talking the chopping block, bogs and flogs. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Hopefully we've got audio today. <laughs> I am your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy and joined by the ever important, the... the I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> it was good to see you have Bales on the show when I was gone, mate. That was nice of you to do yeah. that for about five seconds with no audio. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's good to see him. Yeah. <laughs> emphasis on the word see. I saw people like, oh, we get a lip read for this show. Yeah, We're oh. doing like a, a lip reading lesson. Mate, disaster. Disaster. Look, never leave me in charge unattended. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, obviously, it's good to have you back on the show, mate. Sorry to stitch you up, mate. It's good to be back as well. It's good to... I, I did actually... So, I went to this wedding on Friday and I had a few drinks. Not enough that I, I couldn't drive. And so, I ended up driving back to Brisbane at like 2am. So, I was I was actually watching your, your show oh, at 2am. Right. And to be fair, as, as much as everything went wrong, I thought you actually did a good job to recover. And I thought you gave some good insights, which was nice. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, there was something to be gained out of the, <laughs> the shambles that well, was people, the live show. I but mean, And to I, be uh, fair, I think people underestimate how hard it is to talk to yourself oh, for yeah. an hour. Like, you actually do it really well. And yeah, so it's... Um, I mean, I've had a little bit of practice with the basketball side of things, but I yeah. do obviously much prefer to have a human being in the room. <laughs> it, makes, to talk it makes it to. more fun, hey. I, yeah. was, I was losing it driving 2am on the way back and by that point I obviously knew all the results of the uh, was it Carlton uh, Brisbane? The Friday night game. Yeah, the yeah, Friday night game. Brisbane, and yeah. I'm sitting there listening to Mitch. You wouldn't want to put the VC on Dunkley. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, he's just gone 170. You idiot! <laughs> he should be number one! What a clown! Oh, yeah. You've got to be a hindsight hero. Yeah, hindsight business. hero. As if you didn't have uh, Dunkley, who obviously, you know, was the number one target for the captains. <laughs> Never gone on one, over 120 this season. 
Uh, yes, but obviously... Did you see that alpha move from that um, dude who, whether he forgot Oh, or... I think the number four ranked coach. Yeah. yeah. Surely that wasn't an intentional move. It's, it was for those people who I didn't think, see... I think he's denied it, but I'd be denying it too. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, no, no, nah, I meant that. I'm a big dog. <laughs> I've got yeah. nuts the size of mangoes. But yeah. this, for context, this bloke has just put the straight C on Dunkley yeah. on Friday <laughs> didn't night. Didn't see him, nothing. Don't worry about that, mate. Yeah, just no, no, no. Straight in. But it. Uh, <laughs> it worked out for him. He's, yeah. he's the number four ranked coach with his schmucks <laughs> back out in the thousands. Where the so. sh- well, mate... Well, should we talk about our rankings? Well, because we had a decent week this week. Should we only talk about our rankings when we do well? Or? Yes, correct. Because <laughs> this will, like, if we have a poor ring, now, now we can't talk about it Mate, next time. This, this is our show. We, we do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so, big dog in it. Okay, yeah. 2400s for the both of us. For the so, ball boys. Yeah. To be fair, our teams are reasonably similar. So, if yes. we go well, we're going to go well. But what did you end Hopefully, up with? Yeah, I ended up with a 2450, which, nice. um, yeah, was, was a good round for me. Um, had a couple of good trade in targets which yep. always uh, starts the uh, the weekend off well so that that's moved me up to 2128 so halved my rank essentially so highest I've been ranked so far this season well and done, mate. Um, yeah feeling better about my team that was a great uh, call so for that that Friday live video you had yes. um, Brayshaw as the, the, the pitcher yes. and you had I think Fortune favours the bold yeah, or the brave yeah. or something like yep, that yep, and he, yep. he went and pumped your 160 or didn't he so 150 yeah 157 he did and obviously yeah obviously wasn't doing scores up until then but he's over that knee Mate. niggle now so yeah very happy with my trading with uh, Gussie Brayshaw who is like I said when I tweeted out my trades um, he's one of my favourite players in the mm. AFL just um, goes about it the right way and uh yeah, it was a it was a big game for him. Looked looked the goods. What about what about your team? How did you genius? Mate, the, genius. Uh, are the ox shorts back to being the ox longs? The ox longs are coming. Oh, and there's, don't say that. Mate. And, <laughs> and there's no pun intended because we are coming. <laughs> we're coming. We are rising up. We're coming. We're erect. We're, what whatever you want to call it, the ox longs are coming, yeah, mate. Right. So uh, after being ranked in the three hundred thousands a couple of weeks ago, um, three hundred thousands. Okay, I'm exaggerating it's for little, effect. It's a little exaggeration for okay. effect, mate. Yeah, yeah. For effect. The ox shorts slash ox longs are now in at twelve thousand. If you Ooh, can believe it, so okay. mate, I meant it Moving when I said we're coming up in the world. We're so you've over halved your ranks since you know it wasn't that long ago. It was only maybe a few weeks. Yeah, ago. Yeah, it was like forty thousand or something like that. So, um, but it still shows that even though we're a few weeks into the season, having a good score can move you. I think I think that moved me up like seven thousand spots this yeah, week. So, absolutely. Um, you know, fingers crossed that something. I mean, this this fantasy game is so easy. <laughs> so <laughs> well, yeah, I did easy. this new thing where I just. All my players scored well, and yeah. it seemed to actually work. We should work. try that. Yeah, it, yeah. It like it made my overall <laughs> score better too. So I Did don't know what see, we've been doing. I think the number w- the number one ranked player last week scored a twenty six hundred in as in, in this week just gone like, just just gone. They Jesus. scored a twenty six hundred. Like that is that is insanely. Would have huge. had all the one fifty. Had all the one fifties. Well. Had the the Liam Stockers of the world. Oh, like my all days. those big dogs. So had a, a huge round of footy, and that's back to back big rounds of footy. We had I think there was six players go yeah. over one hundred fifty on the weekend. So. Um, it's getting to the point now where those ceiling type scores are really going to dictate our round. So, um, you know, and, and we're all kind of like, you know, I, I targeted the Andrew Brayshaw. You had some spicy trades on the weekend as well, which yep. I'm sure you'd be feeling pretty happy with. So yep. a lot of teams, um, you know, regardless of which way they went, whether you went the Fiorinis or you went, you know, the Brayshaws or, or those uh, other guys, that, yeah, the Rat, um, you'd be feeling pretty good about your trades. Mm. Um, but it is also something to remember, and I've said this to a few people, and I've, I think I've said on the podcasts before, is don't don't celebrate too hard or don't judge a trade after one week. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, often trades take a long time for them to actually play out and yep. what they actually are going to do oh. for the rest of the season. Um, hey, okay, I'm not sure why that's got there because oh, I, I don't think we're... I'm not sure why that's doing that. Uh, maybe it's connected offline. I don't know. It's still got like the see the live chat and alert box thing. So uh, okay, fair enough. There you go. Well, sorry, subscribed. So yeah, we digress. Uh, sorry, uh, but yes, I think it is something that just always good to keep in mind that even yeah. if your your player doesn't fire, it's always great to, yeah. to have a, a big score in, in the first week. But yeah, um, you know, someone like a Butters is a good example. Back to back, I think like 80s and 90s, but yeah. this week had the 110. And uh, yeah, it looks like yeah. he's a good player too. Don't feel bad, up. even if you you know traded Rochelle into your girlfriend's team this week. It's not something to, <laughs> oh, it's not something hey. to feel bad about. So under the bus. Yeah, we might <laughs> talk about that later. But <laughs> we, we are going to never end if we don't start talking bogs and flogs. And the winner of the Norm Smith Medal. You're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. I I had the bogs this week. Yeah, I feel like nice. the the bogs were it was a pretty walk up kind of decision for a lot of these oh, games. Yeah. To be honest, anyone who so, went one fifty walk in. <laughs> that's right. So uh, for me, starting the first game of the round, Carlton versus Brisbane. Josh Dunkley. Obviously, you should have captained him if you did. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, and uh, you did. You're an idiot. Yeah, he well. just you know he's he's obviously been disappointing this season. Yeah. But with that game, his average has now uh, vaulted right back up to one hundred and six, which is about <laughs> what he was priced at that season. So. <laughs> Shows that huge season, the the, the quadruple double yeah. with thirteen tackles, eleven marks, um, just yeah, absolutely big dog in it. Didn't didn't kick a goal, so still you know has another few strings to his bow. But does this mean he is back? Is he back on our captain's radar? Like it's no. such an outlier of yeah. a score. When you have an outlier, it's a no. But but it's it does just re remind us of his ceiling. Yeah, definitely. Because he is a player that can do this. Definitely. For me, it's like Marvel. He loves Marvel Stadium. Uh, his yeah. two biggest games of the season, the one against the Dogs. Hates and the Gabbatoire, apparently. Yeah, I think so. so Too warm um, for him up here. Next time he plays at Marvel, to me, I know you've sort of said before as well, um, you know, grounds can, can be a decent they, thing. They actually can be, yeah. Next game at Marvel comes in round 15 against the Saints. What what is it like a Friday night game? Uh, I don't know, but we'll have to have to double check that one. I'll, against the Saints, too. Yeah, so I reckon that maybe just circle <laughs> that one on your calendar okay. as a Josh Dunkley captaincy. So Dunks uh, is the bog. It'd be a Friday night. Yeah, Friday, Friday night Friday game. Night, yeah. yeah, and obviously in the buy rounds we will have limited options. So, <laughs> yes, uh, but he is the bog. Who yeah. is the flog for this game? I'll tell you who the flog is in a sec. But I actually just thought I was a flog today. Guess I haven't told you. Guess, <laughs> what? guess what happened? I've ripped the ass of my shorts clean out at school today. <laughs> oh no! Mate. So big old hole in the back of my pants. All the high school kids. You know, no backups. Like, this this bloke's got his undies hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> the David Mundies. Fortunately, I had black shorts, black undies. Oh, but um, guys. I, Brooke drove me in some some pants to work. So it's like oh, it's like when safe, the safe. when the kid uh, loses their lunch or forgets their lunch, mum comes and drops their <laughs> drops yeah, their yeah. pants off. Um, I don't know why I thought of that. Oh, because <laughs> I'm the flog today. But flog yes. from that game, Carlton Brisbane. Nick Newman gave us two huge scores in the, the previous yeah, yeah. two weeks, and I think a few people might have gone there, I might have been even about thinking him. about it. Yeah. And then not only has he gone and dropped a poor score, I think it was in the mid seventies, but I'm pretty sure he's now suspended for one week as well. For um, was a, it was a hit, a tackle, something on Neil. I didn't watch that game, but yeah, I missed um, the first half. I think it's what Nick, happened. Unlucky there. Yeah, Richmond, behavior. Richmond West Coast, who's bogging it? Uh, I'm just going to go quick, through this one a bit quickly. Tim Taranto. Vanilla. He's, you know, been very, very consistent. One or two players on the time run. 117, which I think both of us took as captains. Yeah, but what an idiot that he didn't just go 150 this way. Yeah. Like I everyone mean, else was. Join the rest of the, the party. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, on. Tim? It's the, it's the West Coast Eagles. You should have yeah. gone big. But, come on. Uh, in a... 
pretty dull game, which is the Tigers these most weeks. Uh, he is the bog on this game. You've got an interesting name down here for the flog. Um, yeah, Dom Sheets, my flog, because he's can popped. You explain yourself. Well, he's popped a one ten, and oh, okay. when everyone when everyone wanted it, right? It's the he, timing. He couldn't it. do a sixty. Yeah, what's so, going on? Don't don't give me one tens now, Dom. When I want one tens at the start of the year, yeah, it's just same not- role. Seventy six uh, time on ground, yeah. you know, nineteen CBAs. Not on. Like- Maybe it just shows just how easy Richmond are to score. Against, I was but- going to say that's probably just the the beautiful juicy matchup there. But yeah, Dom Sheed. Where was this before? All right, Geelong versus Adelaide again. Another pretty layup of a pick. Jordan Dawson, who you are now owner of, yep. um, just keeps getting it done. Doesn't matter the um, oh, the matchup. Doesn't matter. You know, if there's a, he's a beast, potential eh? tag, he's just looking like one of the best players in the yeah. comp right now. Great move by Adelaide to done. Yes. put him in the middle. Yeah. Eh? And great move by us to have him in our fantasy teams. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought Adelaide um, competed reasonably well down there at um at Cat Park down there too. So now, Floggery um, <laughs> here, I, I don't know whether to give this bloke the flog or, or give the coach the flog because I'm fairly yeah. certain Rochelle went from uber CBAs to dead set nothing. You'll have to confirm those yeah, CBA I'm gonna have to stats for me. Yeah, just double check this one here. But... Not only floggery by Rochelle and the coach, but Mitch playing assistant coach to um, his girlfriend and my sister's oh, team, I think Ellie. I've been sacked as assistant I, coach. To be here. fair, I think you, you have got the sack because you've kind of convinced her to trade Rochelle in this week and he's gone to 25. But despite Rochelle trying to bring down Ellie's team, yeah. she's still improved her ranking this week, which Mate, is just Yeah, well, just ridiculous. quietly, she's, she's doing very well. Better than both of us. Easily better, better, better than both Better than a lot of other coaches out there. And I've done nothing but hinder that team <laughs> in, in the two, two moves, two Miller. But I mean, and every Rochelle. time there's a success, it's her idea. And every time there's a fuck up, it's your idea. <laughs> That's right. So, But this is the really strange thing. Josh Rochelle, he was going well, was in the CBAs, 53%, 36, 58, 69, four weeks in a row. The week last week, he was 20. 21%, but that was, we identified, because of the tag that was Ben Keys yes. tagging Dacos, who then went into the middle. So the thought process was there, defending myself here as assistant coach, <laughs> was that he's going to go back into the midfield and still kind of do his thing. And even in that forward role last week, he, he scored, a, I think, an 80 or something like yep. that. So uh, I thought that the second year breakout was real. And then comes back um, 17% CBAs this past week um, and just did it not look good. Like, yeah. what did he score? 27 yeah, for the round? Good. Just spare a thought for the, uh, <laughs> for the owners out there on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, he's, um, he's a guy that... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one to sort of decide. Do you do you trade him back out? Or it's tough. Is he... It's tough matchup. I saw there as Geelong, well. In Geelong. Did I see twenty one percent the week before as well? Uh, in terms of CBAs, yeah. yes. But remember that so, was keys tagging yes, him, and you did so there was a bit that, of so. a bit of a reason behind that. But oh, look, now it's like. Yeah. What do you what do you think is going to happen? But, I, I wouldn't, but we'll probably talk about that a bit later, won't we? As well, yeah, so definitely a flawed game. Gold Coast Melbourne, uh, Gold Coast Melbourne, best on ground. Noah Anderson still getting it done against a good team this week, however. So I think he pumped out another one thirty odd. Um, yep. And against, yeah, like we said, Melbourne one thirty two kicked a goal, thirty seven possession. Um, yeah, just keeps improving on my expectations. I was keen on him at the start of the year. It was a bit nervous after the first three rounds, but. Um, obviously, Tuke going down, he stepped up to the mantle. So, he's been a good pickup. Um, he's getting up there in price now, but obviously has been a good player the last few weeks. 
Uh, who's the flog for this game? Flog for this one, I've just got down as um, Christian Petrarca. He's having a great season, but um, you know when you've got a big dog, you want him to go more than 80-odd. What did he, 80, was it? Yeah, 80, 80 points. Kicked a goal as well, yeah. but only two marks and two tackles in that and game. And interesting too, because we've sometimes said that Petrarca will rest up a little bit or not be as involved in games where Melbourne are dominating, but they certainly didn't dominate this game. It was a close game right Yeah, it was a end, close so game, yeah. That was interesting, but um, yeah, for Petrarca owners, I think they would have been hoping for a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Can Moving, I, yeah. Can I up? guess your GWS Bulldogs best on ground? Yeah, look, I didn't want to go to this guy out of spite, <laughs> but I will have to give it to him. Who? Yeah, it is the. It is Tom Green, Tom, isn't it? Tom Green. Yeah, he's the um, he's the one that got away from me. Um, and it's it's been probably my biggest mistake so far this season in the preseason. Um, you know, admitted that he had upside from his starting price. I thought he yeah. could be, I think he was priced at like 87, 88 at the start of the season. I thought he could be a 95 to 100 guy, which could give him good upside. Um, I went with uh, another guy I thought had upside instead in an LDU. Yeah. And, you know, look at the players now. He is now the highest, I believe he is actually the highest averaging midfielder he's, in the Yeah, he's now. not a 95 guy, he's a 120 guy. 120? <laughs> like, who saw this coming? Not even the... the you know, the people who are the most bullish on him could Would predict this. Yeah. Look, I don't think he's going to be a 120 guy moving <laughs> forward, but he's obviously got huge ceiling. Yep. Um, when you kick three goals and add up all those tackles, he is obviously a best on ground. Yep. Um, yeah, so as someone who doesn't have him, I think I've just got to tip my hat to those who yeah. picked him and um, look for value elsewhere, but he has been a very painful watch these last couple of weeks. Yeah, he certainly has. Now, you mentioned LDU before, but another guy that we both started with that um, has not, fulfilled what we thought he would be is Bailey Smith. And he's not yes. my flog, but Bevo's my flog because yes. now Bailey Smith is a forward option. Yes. But he's getting bagels in the CBAs. I wonder Nothing. If, yeah. if, if Even we're look- with uh, injury to Trelaw, who we'll talk about later. Yeah, but- so if we're looking at this guy as a potential DPP forward guy that's getting midfield time, he's not even getting midfield time. What? Yeah. what this bloke's fallen off a cliff. Caleb I'm Daniel. telling you, stop eating healthy. Stop you know, not going yeah, to the club. Get back that. into the get back to the clubs, Bailey. Get back on the gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. do what you need to do because Well, yeah, is... you haven't been rewarded for all that healthy behaviour that you've been doing. I was gonna say season. celibacy, but what is the celibacy <laughs> not having sex? <laughs> I think so. I don't Maybe know. he's gone celibate. <laughs> he could have done that. That is not having sex, isn't yeah, it? I, I think double check. You, you <laughs> double should, check you'd that, know but... about Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Fair enough. Yeah, we're going to move right Sorry, I don't even know there. where I was going. Let's gloss that over. All right. The next one here was the game that I did choose to watch instead of that uh, tough watch against Tom Green on the weekend. But Frio versus Hawthorne. My boy, Andrew Brayshaw, is the best on ground. 157, kicked two goals as well, and just was absolutely everywhere yeah. that game. The game was super open, um, and he he obviously got his marks. Nine marks, eight tackles, hit the goal um, the, the scoreboard, which yep. is what we know he can do, and obviously popped out his biggest game of the season, and he is now averaging 157 points for my fantasy team. So yeah, great a, trade, man. Very, very a, good trade, that Bog effort. Absolutely, Shawnee Das. I think he popped out like a mid 70. I don't own him, but the toughest part for for owners with this floggish behaviour is that not only did they have to watch a mid 70s, but then yeah. they had to watch the bloke that everyone else has in Tim English go 150. So there's been there's been weeks up until now where. He's been popping some good scores, yeah. and English has been big. He's been big, but yeah. like he's kind of been matching it like yeah. so far. Whereas this week there was a huge gap, right. um, and so it's probably been the first week where the gap's just been uh, enormous between those two players. Killer. So yeah, it, uh, obviously is a tough one for those who don't have English and have uh, Shawnee Dars instead. 
Port Adelaide versus Essendon. Moving over to Sunday now. Best on ground is Zach Butters, who um, had a pretty tough start to the game. We were, I think we were heading off to the movies <laughs> that, yes. uh, that day and watched the first half, uh, first quarter in a bit and obviously a little bit frustrated with how we started the game, but obviously got it going as the game went on. A hundred and, what did he score? 117 or something? 111 I've got 11. here. Yeah, and so also I think from reports um, went off for a bit of an assessment. Yeah, it could have been um, 130. I'm glad we were in the movie. We would have been just hating yeah, that if he was yeah, going off injured. There. So 71% time on ground. So, uh, But yeah, obviously finally repaying a little bit of faith for those who have traded him in. And um, yeah, so that makes him yeah. uh, a player that I still think is a good target for those moving forward. I couldn't find a, a sort of a great deal of floggish behaviour from this Port Adelaide Essendon game, but I think uh, Andy McGrath has just been a, a Mate, really disappointing. Um, but really... yes, oh, we'll talk about him later when okay. I think we talk okay. about shopping block. Yes, I, I was just saying that Andy McGrath <laughs> yes. um, has just been like a disappointing pick overall for owners, and I think a yeah. lot of people are looking to move off him now. Yeah, I think a lot of people either have or, uh, yeah. yeah, like you said, looking to move off him, averaging the 75 points for the season, which is not what people were no, wanting. No. Collingwood versus Sydney, best on ground pre-season. Errol Goulden is back, <laughs> He's baby. back there, Okay, this is the ball boy's boy right here. <laughs> uh, did it all with not a single CBA as well, so played wing, forward. Errol, and just, no yeah, CBAs. Yeah, just went absolutely crazy. That actually concerns me, but I didn't, even, I didn't even check because I thought 160. You see 160, he- yeah. So, so he's gone without CBAs. So he's gone without CBAs against a Collingwood and uh, just put up but a monster score. That scares the shit out of me a little bit. But it does a little bit. Look, it's something we'll definitely have to monitor. But Jesus yeah, eighty nine percent time on ground, no CBA. CBAs. Okay, so yeah, we're going to talk about another guy that might be taking some. But that's interesting. Okay, yes, but interesting. obviously a big performance. He is a guy that would have gone two fifty if he had CBAs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, and who's the flog for this game? The flog I've, I've put here, I've written down Sydney, but not Sydney. Now, yeah, explain oh, this to me. So I'll explain <laughs> it. So we, we not not, as, not from a fantasy perspective, but I think from a football perspective, people have been waiting to just see a team do something about Nick Dacos. Yes. So I think, obviously from a fantasy perspective, we don't want any attention for Nick Dacos. But yes, as fantasy owners, yeah. So the floggish behavior from me for Sydney is like, good on you, Sydney, for showing some intent to do something about Nick yep. Dacos. But then I, I just don't know whether I'm too big on like the behind the ball stuff. I'm not Papley. I might get crucified for this, but I'm not Papley's biggest fan. Yeah. And I just think that a little bit of niggle, like, yeah, I'm here. That kind of stuff is all right. But then be tough around the contest. Yeah. Restrict him. So restrict his don't possessions. Don't try and go out and hurt the bloke. I don't yeah. think they were necessarily hurting him, but all the... There was a quote, wasn't there, like before the week that they, they well, were... Yeah, yeah, I think people read into that. But yeah. what I'm saying is like all the false bravado and the stuff behind the ball, you need to back it up with the on-field stuff. And yeah. even though Dacos only scored, I think it was mid-80s, I think he still had 25 touches. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch that game, whether he's effective or not, but... You know, Sydney, good on you for, for showing intent. We're at 72% disposal efficiency. So. Yeah. so good on you for showing intent, but, you know, beat them where it counts as well. So yeah. there'll be some Sydney fans out there that might vehemently disagree with me, and but um, that's sort of where I was at with that yeah, one. Yeah, it is interesting how, how teams approach that week to week with that take off stuff. Because, I still think um, it was good. They did something. They tried. They've at least tried something. So yeah. uh, finishing off with the last game of the round, which again, we didn't actually check, but, you know, finishing up at the movies, <laughs> looked at the score. I think it was just before half time. And Jack Z. Bull uh, <laughs> is the fastest uh, player to 100 fantasy what points a big dog. since 
2014. So he is the best on ground, completing the big week with a 168. Fuck yeah. Uh, reminiscent of a couple of years ago when he did go that 170 and they were chipping yeah. at around 18 marks. It's crazy. Uh, and it helped when St. Kilda... You know, were very inaccurate with their goal kicking, um, so he had nine kick-ins as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. when I when I checked the, those stats when we first turned our phone back on, turned our phones back on, I thought, oh, Zebel's gone alright. Oh, Sheezel's had a rubbish game. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> it's half time. It's half time. Sorry. Yeah. It's like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see the score; it was like nine to sixteen or something yeah. like that. I was like, what the, the hell is going on? City. What a weird game. So, okay. who was the flog for this one? Flog here? for this game, another weird one because he scored really well. But Stocker for for owners. So the last th- the three weeks leading up to this, people have probably moved off him. If not, they were really. Considering I was recommending it. moving him off. Yeah, yeah. Because, and but yeah. that that shits you to tears when players yeah. do stuff like that That's because you go hang on a sec like uh, this guy's popped a 127 yeah maybe it was an easy matchup or whatever the case is but it just it cooks you doesn't it yeah, in terms no. of getting off and on players like 127 so. we haven't seen ceiling like that from him at all and no. yeah obviously uh, 16 marks the wolf the wolf of wall street you were the flog in that game your, yeah. your owners would be disappointed or your, your traders people who traded you yeah, would be. The, the previous owners that are yes. non-owners now correct them one day alright let's move on to the news of the week so a couple uh, little injury things that we're going to talk about here so Rowan Marshall speaking about that last mm. game um, sat out I think the majority of the last quarter with an ankle injury however um, I Quotes that I've seen from the coaches said that he is going to be... He could have come back on, but they chose yep. to rest him, and yep. he should be right for next uh, and this week coming up. We've seen them be like cautious and very protective of Ro Marshall yep. in the past, obviously subbing him off. I can't remember, was it against the Suns or something like that? A few weeks <clears> back, so they're not taking any risk with their only Ruckman basically on their side. So um, hopefully that's just what they were doing here, and he'll be right to play this weekend coming. Let's. Um, I'm going to just hang on to the wood here. But let's say that he doesn't get up. Okay. Are you are you trading? Well, you well, you, 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 you kind of have to trade, don't you? Because you, you, you don't have cover. Yeah. So, yeah. are you just going to like? Are you going to Gorn? And then your intention is to go straight back the next. Like, no, I don't think you go straight back. I think it's sort of like wait to the buy situation. Okay. I think Gorn's got the round fourteen buy, and Marshall's got the round twelve. So then yeah. you could go him. Yeah. At round 14. You wouldn't be going to Darcy now, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think no. I think Gorn's the most value in terms of the ruck line. Yeah. So if there's a situation where we have to trade him. The other thing is, I'm pretty sure he's like the last game of the round as well. Oh, sorry. Second last game. He is on that Sunday. So, but look, fingers crossed. <laughs> he's going to be fine. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but um, I think... Yeah, he should be okay. But if, if there was a situation where he is named up injured, Gorn would be the guy that I'm going to. Unless, perhaps, if you didn't have English, would that be a ticket to get to him? Um, oh, yeah, not, could go. not value, I don't think, anymore. He's priced at you know, 1.04 yeah. uh, million. Um, but, again, he's the captain option. I think he's going to be basically a 120 guy for the rest of the season. So he might be your, your ticket to get there making it not too much of a hassle. And next up on the board, and um, it looks like um, Jacob Van Ruin had been watching 
your segment, the chopping block. Yeah, because he was just he was Whoa! kung fu fighting. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, uh, he just I can't remember who he chopped, but he's given him the business right across the beak. So yeah, I did. I don't know about this one. I, I mean, don't think it's two weeks. That it felt yeah, a little bit like you compare that to like the picket tackle. I think it was was it round one that picket tackle on Bailey. It wasn't Smith. a tackle, man. It was the, the it was a bump shoulder to the fucking yeah. face right there. Sorry, I just dropped an f bomb. We have to put the explicit tag, but I think I'd already dropped a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but uh, yeah, two weeks. So that's that's a bummer for us fancy coaches and. Um, I don't know if he's going to walk straight back into that team as well. Uh, he's had a few, not. few down weeks, so... Uh, not for the Oxongs, mate. Oxongs don't have him, so... Oh, that's right. Yeah, you avoided him. Right. Yeah, Ducking mate. and weaving. Kissed you are. All right, let's... Uh, what's the next one on the couple of other things? So, Jordan Ridley, I think... I'm, I can't. I don't know if this is 100 percent correct, but there was concerns about a broken jaw. Yeah, but I, I think, think that's also... been. I think the broken jaw has been put a line through. So, so I think it's just concussion now. Yes. that it's, he's out. It sort of looked a little innocuous, but um, yeah. the the trailing hand, I guess you might describe it yeah. um, as from. I think it was it Willie Rioli. Yeah, it might I have been Rioli. Exactly, but so yeah, if, he was obviously subbed out in the second quarter. I want to say. Yeah, he, he's going to miss a week. He'll so miss a week. Yeah, at least. So um, if you've got him, you're looking to move on him. And then interestingly, you've also put down here is that how did that how that impacted Will Setterfield? Yes, I. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do when it comes Thursday night teams, and like if they bring in a defender. Did Setterfield have that, a CBA? Uh, no, zero. Yeah, zero so half back. We're going to talk about that. So. Yeah. Um, Yes, so that one's an interesting one to note. Not necessarily because, I mean, some people do have Jordan Ridley. If you have him, I think it's a good excuse now to trade him yeah. out because he was underperforming anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just how that impacts the flow and effect with a player like Setterfield and if they name a defender next week to replace him to yeah. move Setterfield back onto that wing. Yeah. Or if they just are happy with one week of having Setters there down back. So, very interesting there. Adam Trelaw uh, yeah. has done his hamstring again. Uh, Always it's just good, an Adam Trelaw thing good to for do, one or two it? of those a season. So, yeah. um, again, another flow-on effect one and how that affects some of the doggies, midfielders, yes. um, like Bailey Smith, like a Jack McRae, and some of those guys. Um, obviously, we don't necessarily know quite the severity, but you know with uh, Adam Trelaw, this could put him on the sidelines for a number of weeks now yeah. So uh, because of his history. Yeah. Poor young fella Jai Carly has done his ACL for the West Coast Eagles yeah. as if they didn't need more injuries on yeah. their list. But I think I think if you um, had Jai Carly, you're probably looking to cull. Oh, mate, too soon. The mate, the guy's done his ACL. Low hanging fruit, mate. I saw the word cull and I went with it. The dad jokes are back, baby. Oh, yeah, Let's there was, go. There was some people missing the dad jokes on Friday, but mate, come on, he's just done his ACL. No. Yeah, sorry, Jai Carly. I'm at your expense. My apologies. Get well soon. No, no, no. It's all good. Uh, Nick Newman as well. We mentioned off the top before. Suspended. Yeah, big. Um, I think if, if you had Nick Newman, you'd probably be now looking to trade in a new man. I'm not going <laughs> to give you that one. Woo! That was terrible. And, uh, How was that little... terrible? That was perfect. <laughs> and the last one here, Butters injured but came back on. Are we watching him? Like, I don't I don't think there's anything really to be worried about here. Um, uh, uh, something maybe you monitor throughout the week, but yeah, the Corky's... fact that he came back on. Well, Corkies uh, are a tough one in that because when, when you get a Corky and you're warm, yeah. Like in the game, you typically How's it feel the next few exactly. Days? That's the yeah. issue because it really can seize up. Is, so is he's it confirmed that it was a corky. I've heard someone say it was a knee thing a as knee? well. I don't know exactly, and I don't think the the injury sheets are just out. Double check that for me just yeah, now. But well, something just at least to monitor. But uh, I'm optimistic that it is not going yeah. to be anything. Let us know if we're talking out of our ass and it's not a corky or something different. But, <laughs> yeah, we. Um, 
We're not, we know. Sometimes we we tend we to get, just bloody guess, don't we? Yeah, don't listen yeah. to yeah. us. Sometimes we we He's, get things wrong, like not having Josh Dunkley as our number one captain, and well, uh, that's just bloody idiocy, mate. Yeah, well, that's you. just that's just me, apparently. <laughs> All right, let's move on to this next one. We're going to review a little uh, take here. And, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Oh, I got to put your. I got to put my thing up. up. Okay, go. Mate, I am. Uh, I'm on a bit of a roll here with these spicy takes. Look, your spicy takes wrong. <laughs> what do you mean you're on hey, a roll? Hey, it's hey, flat hey, wrong. Hey, hey. I'm, I'm going to cop this. All right, I'm going to take this. Callum Mills gets back into the midfield, sixty plus percent tick. Dominates against the plies. Plies. Sorry. Pies, <laughs> the magpies. I think he. I would say that constitutes as dominating. He was one of their best players. Look, I said he scores 120 plus on here, and you said it led to a Sydney win. Look. They were they were in they were competitive. All right. So, so you're telling me these spicy takes are flexible now? <laughs> a bit of flexibility. Look, the fantasy aspect was 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 pretty close. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so just have enough aspects to your spicy take that at least some of them will get up. Yeah, okay. Okay. I that's, get it. That, that's, I get it. Yeah. For, for future, take note, mate. I'll, well, I'll, I'll accept that from you as well. I was happy with my Mills trading. I. I, I Yes, yeah, so you went you know, there. The yes, Oxons yeah. went prematurely. That sometimes happens. And yeah, it's okay, mate. That I happens think, to the best of us. I think it, I have come out squeaky clean here because I think he maybe went down by like 5k did he go am I right in saying yeah, that yeah so like maybe even less like he only went K, down yeah. by a little bit and maybe I got him right at the turn you yeah. never know I think um, he was all I could get to and this you know he could be a trading target for people this way I think so he's definitely someone that I've been eyeing off um, I sort of had in my plans to get in Brayshaw this week I wanted to also make enough room that I can get him from a rookie this week as well yep. we'll talk about some decisions in terms of who we're trading out in a bit but um, I think that he is definitely someone that we can have a look at um, so those CBAs have been trending in the right direction and the Swans desperately need some wins because they yeah. are they are falling down the ladder currently sitting in 11th spot right now only one more win than Richmond Tigers so that's if that's any indication of how you're going so <laughs> this season that's not we're the, good we're the yardstick for shitness <laughs> yeah legit um, so yeah they've um, they've got a few better matchups so that was the tough matchup as well yeah. so that was the, the Collingwood hardest team for uh, midfielders to score against yeah. and he comes out and puts out his best score for so the season good that Errol Gilden wasn't playing in the midfield <laughs> yeah well there you go maybe that was a good thing on that matchup but next week Frio and then I think the week after he comes up against North Melbourne so okay. uh, we'll talk about trading targets there but now, spoiler alert he will be in it you had um, you had Bowles on the show. What was Bowles' spicy take? Do you recall? Uh, he was he was a bit uh, fearful that the tag was going to come back in vogue. So uh, thankfully, I don't think that one came up uh, too they, much apart so, from the Nick Dacos one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he he was a little bit concerned about Connor Nash going to a Brayshaw, but didn't see any of that on that game. If as he well. did, he did a poor job. Yeah, so, and um, I think he had another one as well. Oh, Fiorini, I think his, his, his one was Fiorini and the Rat combining for, I think it was a 180 plus, which I think they went pretty close. They might have done. They both went 80, very so it's a little bit less. But so, you, so, flexibility, mean, I'll, I'll <laughs> give it to him. Mitch should pay that bail. <laughs> yeah, I'll, so. I'll pay that bail. Yeah. That's, that, that's one that, uh, yeah, I think that one gets over the line. But So, so we, all we've learned is it doesn't matter what the hell your spicy take is, Mitch is going to approve <laughs> Just it. Just give the ballpark and it's all sweet. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one here. The next little segment. You got a little uh, graphic ready? <laughs> All right, come love when you pull that headband on, mate. Fighting now. This one, I wanna, I wanna lead it into a bit of a discussion this week because okay. I think this is probably the 
least cut and dry, I think, that I've thought about it so far this year because of the situation that a few of us are in with a few popular mid-prices yep. and a few of the rookies that we're still having on the ground that yep. maybe have enough cash on their head for you to get to a premium. So, well, to be to be fair, a lot of other people were in this position last week. You yep. you had a bit of cash True. in the bank, so you, your trades were pretty locked from the get-go. Yep. So this is kind of uh, last week and this week, we're in this situation where we're just a bit uncertain, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think the the main guy, I think probably the most popular guy that we'll be needing to discuss this week is Will Setterfield. Now, I was in the camp that I was okay, even if like you know you obviously traded him out because of you could get the two guys that you liked. I, I thought it was a decent trade, yeah. but for some people, I still think holding him, even if you didn't have like a big worn chest of cash there, that was a fine move because he had those CBAs the week before. This week, he didn't. All right, so the role yep. has completely changed now. So he started out on the wing, and then after the injury to Ridley, played as a defender. Yep. And you, we saw in the first quarter, on a wing, he scored actually okay. I think he had 28 in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, obviously, scoring 70 for the game. Um, so had some poor quarters in the defensive line. Um, you know, we've seen players like McGrath struggle out there. So Will Setterfield, who's not really... Uh, defender of sorts. Um, I don't think he's going to go very well there. But the question to me is, do you trade someone like a Will Setterfield over... Um, traditionally, you, you're trying to get rookies off the ground. So yep. over someone like uh, uh, Jinby or a Kay Chandler yep. or an Ollie Hollins or a Luke Pedler, those kind of types of players that people would have on their field. Are, are you trading... Like, Say you have enough to get one of those guys up to a Mills per se, yep. or you could go a set of field up to some of those big dogs like a Laird, a Steele, yeah. a Brayshaw, um, Look, one of those guys. Like, what, what are your thoughts in terms of that? My, my opinion is if you can, with a downgrade upgrade, get those rookies to a Mills, I'm doing that. But yeah. I don't think... I don't think there's many people that are going to be able to do that. And what, the rookies that we're talking about, we're not talking about, um, you know... Um, Ashcroft or, yeah, or Sheasel. Well, Sheasel, um, exclude Sheasel. So, he's he's locked into okay. that side. So, so. I, I don't know where the people are going to have... Some people may have the cash to do that. And if that's the case, get your rookie up to someone like a Mills. And I think you're happy with that. But Because I'm in the, the situation issue, where I can choose... I can get an Ollie Hollands yeah. to a Mills this yeah. week. Or I can get a McGrath... Sorry, a, a Setterfield to like a Rory Laird. How much cash do you have in the bank? Uh, I've got 100k. So it's doable. Like it's and who not, are you going down? Who's going down? Uh, I'm doing a peddler down and a um, and peddlers on uh, your field. Holland's off. Yeah, but I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, it depends on the rookie comes in, but say like a Josh Faye gets named this week. So you take him off field. I'd be okay to put him on field straight away and sort of do that. Um, right. if, but if but you, that's the other thing. That's the other side of it, right? So to do that, I would have to do two on field rookies up to a Mills. Yes, um, and then you're playing in. Playing another, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. or to get to to like a Royal Ed, I could do like say like a uh, a green, a Fergus Green down or something like that, and then go set and then go set a field up. Yeah. See, I think, the, and the vibe you're probably getting from the discussion Mitch and I are having is that who you get dictates what you do. It does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're if you're going rookie down, rookie up, and you're just getting to no one that is yeah. you're even slightly confident about, then for me, that's don't do that. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So, like, say, for example, you can't get a Mills, and, like, the best you can get is, like, a Jai Simkin or something like that. In that case, I'm going bench rookie down, and I'm taking Setterfield. I'm taking Setterfield up. up. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, I think that the tougher situation is if you could do either, what's the priority? Like, could you, could you, is there a world where Ollie Hollands outscores? A set of fields. You know, they're both well, playing is. the same role. Correct. Um, you know, and Ollie Hollands has got a break even of 30. 
Setterfield's going to break even at 130. Yep. Um, he's obviously just the guy that like you have a bit more confidence in his job security. I think also after this week, they versed Brisbane this week down here in Brisbane or up here in Brisbane. Yep. But after that, their run actually gets pretty decent for um, Essendon. I'm just trying to bring it up here. Well, the other, so the other thing too it, with, with, let's say you choose not to trade Setterfield, if yep. he pops another 70... For a lot of people, he's going to have undone all the yeah. price change that they had. So there's a lot of people who got on a bit like us after the first two good games. Yeah, I think the traders are talking about it in their podcast today. Like, yeah, we since both, then, what's he done? Yeah, we both jumped on. I think it was seven seventeen or something like that. So he's exactly. only made us like thirty three k. Well, this is this is the case. So like, oh, I traded last week, so I got a little bit more than that. But yeah. so if if you're not looking to trade him, then you've got a guy who hasn't really scored well for you, yeah. and hasn't made you any cash. I think it's time to to cut him loose. He's definitely like we'll tick off if you're trading him. I think yeah. that's fine. It's it's just an interesting conundrum for me because I feel like if you don't trade him this week, he's almost a guy that you want to then hold just to the buys. Yeah. Because after Brisbane this week, he's got Richmond, he's got West Coast, he's got North Melbourne. Like yeah, those okay. are some um, juicy. some juicy runs after yeah. that, and then Carlton leading into his round fourteen buy when when you can give him the yeah. flick and get someone else in. So I feel like either you trade him now this week. Or if you don't trade, you've got to be prepared to hold him through to his round 14 buy. Um, and I think that's the conundrum that I'm facing personally yep. on whether or not uh, that's what I want to do. So um, other guys that you might also be in that similar sort of boat in terms of the mid-prices there, uh, Andrew McGrath, uh, Josh Rochelle, James Warple, um, you know, coming off that that excitement, you know, of him getting those tons. Can you do the do the thing? What? What's the thing? Chop in. Warple. Warple. Okay. I, <laughs> he's I don't back. Think, I don't think it's as quite, you know, he's oh, out okay, for me. Okay, he's then. still getting a good role. Um, yeah. So I'd probably be trading Setterfield over a Warple at this stage, but say you, yeah. you had only the one. Um, he's a guy you can get rid of. Jaden Hunt, Chase Jones, I think are also all those kind of players that you could be starting to trade out, like you said before, if like a rookie only gets you to someone that you're not keen on. Yeah. But one of those guys gets you to someone that you want. Um then I would be okay trading those guys out. That's something that could be in my plans this week. Is as good as Jaden Hunt's been for me, I could turn, you know, depending on who I trade down, I could turn Jaden Hunt into someone pretty decent that I can bring into my midfield. So there's a, there's a bit of a temptation there, but I'd be I'd be yeah. keener to trade a rookie from the to downgrade a rookie from the bench than I would be to downgrade a field rookie. Yeah, at this stage, but we'll see. I'd, I'd be wanting to, I'd be trying my best to to hold on to players like Jaden Hunt, holding on to players like Warpool. Yeah. who still have a good role, still have a decent break even, yeah. um, you know, and if you hold on to them for another week, it's not going to be the end of the world. Um, but I do also think that it is okay to go early on those guys. The I'd, thing that hesitates me still, though, is those rookies are still every chance to, like like how, maybe uh, Hollands and Pedler are maybe not the best examples, but like the sub risk is still very much there for these first year guys. Yep. Um you know, we've seen, you know, high draft picks in McKenzie and Jimby already been subbed by their clubs, which is, it's devastating for their, their score. Like, it, it takes a whole quarter or more sometimes yeah. out of their out of their scoring capability. So it's just that downside risk of them really putting up a poor score, where I don't think a player like Setterfield, like, yeah, he scored a 54 a couple of weeks ago, but I don't think he's got the capability of putting out like a 30, whereas mm. I still think as good as they've been, like a, a Pedler, a Holland, those sort of types, can still have the potential to do. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, I'd be interested to get uh, people's thoughts in the comment section, just about Rochelle as well, especially if we've got um, anyone that follows Adelaide closely. I'd just be interested to see how people are reading that role because he's obviously been really good, but now with that low score on the weekend, his break-even's rocketed up to 115. And um, it just puts you in a weird spot if you're Rochelle. I think uh, I think Guesty owns Rochelle. So, yeah. Um, yeah, any any thoughts in the comment section would be appreciated. Because you wouldn't... You wouldn't- you wouldn't have traded him in if you predicted that he was going to be this sort of 17% CBA guy no. um, as a second-year player. He did have a tough matchup, obviously. Yeah, it's tough. Um, played um, Geelong in and Geelong. Has, has some better matchups coming up with St. Kilda this week. Uh, the Dogs, Brisbane, Gold Coast, West Coast going into his bye. So yeah. probably three out of those games are easier matchups with the other couple not being as tough as a Geelong matchup. But... Yeah, the the role change I think is the the tough one there. What do you we doing? would have otherwise considered him basically a, a discounted premium, essentially. Correct. I noticed that you didn't put the the Wolf of Wall Street on your mid prices list here. Is is the fact that he scored one twenty? You just can't. Yeah, you, you ride, ride that, that in the price. Cash, but what's man. what's his break even to so now? His break in, break even is now back down to forty five. So oh, forty five. Okay. He's going to still make you uh, a bit of cash. So for yep. me, when you have the ceiling, I know it's obviously a soft matchup, but if you have the ceiling like that, yeah, you're coming up against Adelaide, a tougher game. Um, it's going to be hard to watch foreigners if he then pops another sixty. But uh, you're right in saying the break even's like he's got the round twelve. Buy so he's the kind of guy that you just get him up to the next three weeks. You get him to his buy round, and then after that, you can you can trade him off to someone else. And uh, yeah, this has just been it's obviously the perfect game at the perfect time for yep. him. Um, so yeah, I think you personally you ride that one out uh, because he's only a hundred thousand more expensive than Ollie Hollands. So I'd be getting Hollands out of your team first. And uh, do you have any rookies that were? Um you're going to kung fu? Yeah, well, so the, the guys that were sort of kung fuing at this stage is like those guys that have made cash. So it's the Ollie Hollands, it's the Kay Chandler who put up a stinker like on the weekend. Or um, so even though, he, yeah, 37, yeah, I think that's right. Correct. And now his break even is up at 57. Does have the Hawthorne matchup this week. So if you held him, it's not the worst thing in the world. But and I mean, he showed he went well against North Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. So. He did, yes. So he has that capability. Um, I think he uh, the other the other stat out there is that he scores really well at the MCG. Yeah, um, bit of so space. He, yeah, so he likes those home grounds there. So that yeah. one is at the MCG. Yep. So I think if you held him, it's not the end of the world. He could go uh, big again, but it just reaffirms as to why I traded him out a couple of weeks ago. Those yeah. small forwards, you know, he played Gold Coast. Like it wasn't like the toughest matchup as well, despite Gold Coast, you know, playing uh, well against them. Mm. Um, those small forwards are volatile in their scoring, so. Uh, you run the risk of him putting up another one of those scores again. So, despite the, the good matchup. I've got um, Philippou on my bench as well. I think he'd kind of go into that category yep, as well. Correct. Um, yep. He scored well on the weekend, but it wasn't a big enough score to really like. It's breaking bring still down. 47. Yeah, correct. So, bring it yeah. right down. So, he's a guy he that I'm is looking a guy at. that you can get rid of. And, and it, the same goes for all those rookies. Like, if you, can, if you can do an upgrade by getting rid of a Darcy Wilmont or getting rid of a Fergus Green, who might be, I'm going to steal a joke from the traders here, Fergus Red. Uh, just straight, straight week. nicked that one. Yeah, just str- I thought it was good. So shout Recycling, out to you, mate. It's yeah, good for the environment. Yeah, well Recyclers too. Um, so, yeah, any of those like poorer rookies, obviously, you, you can go, get rid of those. Like, that was part of the plan for me this past weekend was I was... I banked a whole bunch of cash and I wanted to fix up some red dots. So getting a cow and down yeah. um, was kind of in my plan as well. So if you could do the same thing, oh, I think that's a good way to go about it. But only if it gets you the player that you want. Beautiful. Now we've talked about who we're kung fuing, but who 
Who are we is getting? in our sights. In. Who are our ball boys trade targets this week, Mitchell? So we're going to start with defenders, but I think the defenders are now starting to get closer. There's less clear value in mm. that line that I can see nowadays. Um, Tom Stewart has been in this list for like six weeks now, but yeah. he's still there. I still think he's Surely under. Surely he's in everyone's team. And... Um, yeah, look, I still think that he's uh, got, that got a bit of value. At the Cattery too. He, he had a tough matchup this past week and still put out a decent score and the matchup this week. In fact, he got he has Richmond. <laughs> and um, not to uh, get ahead of myself on the ball boys, big boys, but he might be <laughs> someone that makes his first appearance in that against Richmond. Um, but yeah, I think he is still good value. Someone that hasn't made this list so far, who we were not keen on in the preseason, James Sisley. I wanted to get your thoughts on him. He's put up a few poor scores and has found himself a little bit cheaper in price. If you if you get on Sisley... Down at 800k. I hope you don't get nauseous because you're riding the roller coaster, aren't you? You are, like, yeah. You- and this was my concern with him. Like We t- talked about this in the preseason, that he has that ceiling. Yeah. But in a team like Hawthorne, like they're going to prioritize the younger guys. He's going to yeah. be accountable sometimes. Um yeah, he's one of the few guys that they can go to to play accountable on tools as well. So it's a roller coaster, but it's the, it's the kind of guy that you could easily you know see you win in a league matchup with in in the last couple of rounds or in yeah. finals. You know what I mean? If he if he goes ceiling score, but it's I guess it's it's your perspective, isn't it? Because if if he averages a hundred and he does it doing one fifties and fifties, yeah. and then there's someone else who averages a hundred and just does it doing hundreds. It's really, at the end of the day, it's the, the same the day, thing. It's, it's just your perspective yeah. on it. So yeah. um, so he's priced yeah. at 93 now. Um, I sort of had always pegged him at sort of that like mid-90s kind of range, so 95, yeah. 96. But if you personally saw him as that 100-plus averaging defender, then that's that's a good price for you to pay for a guy like that. I, yeah. I still feel confident in my projection of him being sort of that 95, 96 guy. So for me... I don't think I'd be jumping on him, and personally, I also just don't have any... Def- I'm full of defenders at the moment, so... Yep. Uh, but he is like someone that. who is a bit cheaper than he was previously. And then the last guy here... <laughs> I cannot believe this name has made it onto the run sheet. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm sitting here and we are advocating for people trading in Hayden Young. Hayden Young, the premium <laughs> well, defender! No, no, stop what you're doing. Turn this... Get him po- in! <laughs> turn the podcast off. Do not trade in Hayden Young. It's more trouble than it's worth. It's a conversation, right? Now, I should have deleted this the minute I saw now, it. Now there's a there's a there's a stat going around, and I I'll, I'll do a quick did, little on show stat uh, going around. Mitch has tweeted it. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't tweeted anything, but um, I want to do a quick little calculation right now because <laughs> Hayden Young, you've been his biggest critic. It's been well publicised. I've been. <laughs> what's this? I've been business. This hey, it's you. all you, mate. Okay, <laughs> for the stat to work, for the stat to work, it has to be you. Okay, okay fine. So, I'm the critic. Okay, so put me in my place. The Mitch. last couple of weeks. Have you watched Hayden Young play? Well, okay. Simple yes or no question. (laughs) No, Mitch, I have not watched Hayden Young play. So, you also missed his game in round one, did you not? Correct. Correct. I didn't see it. Okay, so in those three games, and you've watched every other Hayden Young game. Every other Hayden Young game I've watched. In those three games, he is averaging 110 points. So, all we need to do... Is when Frio plays, we just got to lock you in a, in a cupboard somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Face the wall, Luke. You're not allowed to watch the wall. Frio. So you can't watch Frio games for the rest of the season because Hayden Young uh, just doesn't like it when you, you tune in, mate. You're putting yeah. too much pressure Bit on the young pressure kid. on him, yeah. Sorry, Hayden. I apologize. But, mate, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds. So, but, oh, in a serious note, he's gone 112 and 102 the last two games. Um, but scores, scores are not the biggest part of it that I think that we're yes. looking at. 
Are we? The slight change in game style for Frio. I think they got the mix better on the weekend. The hard part about the weekend was the fact that it was against Hawthorne and the game was it was very conducive to those types of players scoring, the Brayshaws, the outside guys that get a lot of marks and and work well off the ball. So um, I still don't have a whole lot of confidence in it, but he is priced at... Uh, what is he priced at? Hayden Young is priced at 87, about where he was at the start of the season when we thought he was a good pick. So could he go the mid-90s and prove to be a decent pick? He's got the round 12 buy, which... And uh, I want to talk about the round 12 buy a little bit earlier as well. Look, I, I don't care about bringing in a guy who's got the closer buy if it fits your buy, fits your buy yeah. structure. Um, Break-even of 72, so his price is coming back up. Yeah. They've got some good matchups coming up as well. So, look. Jump all aboard. All aboard, I don't know. I, you know. I still don't feel confident in saying go and get him, uh, in all seriousness, but there is a world where he could be a good pick if you, know, you believed in him. You know who is a close second for, like, aggressively taking the kick-ins away from his teammates? It's Luke Ryan. Oh, Steve, Stephen May's number Stephen one. Stephen May's the guy there's where no, he has the look and you no just doubt get out of the way. But Luke you, Ryan... You pack your dats if Stephen May was coming yeah. at you. But Luke Ryan hates, runs in hates there, anyone yeah. else taking a kick out as well and then yeah, just goes so he, kicks it long He was time. back to taking it. I think he had five and Hayden Young might have had one on the yeah. weekend. But... That could be... I mean, it's... It, it seems insignificant, but you take five kickouts. What? How many points does that? Do some quick math for you. Yeah, there's 15 points right there for you. 15 yeah. points. There you go. And I'm that's the difference you. between averaging 80 and 95. Like no, that's mate, there's Hayden Young doing well. And, well we and talk about well. 15 points sure. as being like juicy upside for a player, Absolutely. and all you have to do is take kick-ins. Anyway, uh, mid. Uh, sorry, I was going to say mid prices, midfielders mid that we're looking fielders. at. Now this is where I'm shopping, and I think a lot of people are shopping because a lot of us do have a lot of forwards and defenders in our teams now. But yeah. Number one player I want to talk about, I haven't ranked these or anything just yet. We'll do that on Friday's show. But Callum Mills, I think, is the play here. And I have been eyeing him off for a couple of weeks now. The The midfield time is there. Yep. The stat that we put out on Friday, or that I put out on Friday on the very boring one-man show, um, was he averaged 108 in the second half of last year on 49% CBAs. He did over that on the weekend and That's is beast mode, priced hey? at 93 so he has a clear sort of, you know, 10 to 15 points yeah. of upside based on here. And he is a guy that we know, if he has the role, can go big. Yeah. He has some good matchups coming up against Frio, then North Melbourne. So for me, this is this is the bottom of Callum Mills's price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it's not a... Like, if you don't get him in this week, you still could get him next week. And he won't absolutely get away from you. He still will be cheap next week. Yep. But I think if you can maneuver it so that you get on early now... I think he can reward you definitely. Yeah, look, most of the best coaches got on him last week, but um, I'd agree he's probably still a target. Now, your boy, Brayshaw's popped to 150, but he's still a trade target, you reckon? Yeah, so he's he's obviously less of a, a juicy trade target as he was last week. Like you said, best coaches went on <laughs> these guys the week before, but uh, priced at 106, 107. He has done 112 last year, so still has some um, you know points that you can put on top yeah. of that. Um, the concern, though, is that he does have a few tougher matchups coming up. So, had Hawthorne last week, comes up in the next three rounds against Sydney, Geelong, and uh, Melbourne, yeah. leading into his round 12 bye. Yeah. So, the bye's a tough one, too. You don't score many on those normally. Usually, you don't score well on the bye. <laughs> so, um, zero, I think, is the average going around. Um, but he is a guy that I think sometimes you you take that run with like a grain of salt because he is just so good at what he does. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the good news is I think clearly based on what I've seen in the eye test that the knee is no longer an issue. Yep. I think he is the guy. Uh, a lot of people were quick to sort of say that he's the Robin and Caleb Sarong was the Batman. Um, I say no, no, no to that. I mean, and to be so, fair, it's only been one week, but... Yeah, but, you know... <laughs> you know say it with enough confidence, mate. He's the man. He's if the you man can't convince there. him, confuse him. Look, he's, a, he's an excellent player and I think yeah. he's, he's a guy that is just built for fantasy in terms of the way he marks and tackles yeah. and, and, and gets possessions, so... You could... Um, obviously, tough matchups, like you said. You could wait until the bye, but the issue there is that if he does just come out and let's say he just goes... You know, three one ten scores yep. over the next three weeks. His break even's currently eighty. Yeah. He's got that big um, score in his price yeah. cycle. You could be potentially paying a million dollars for him. Come off yeah, the buy, yeah, could so, get up pretty quick. Yeah, interesting one. I, I could have potentially afford him this week if I okay, you know, trade the right people. So, um, could I interest you in the next player as an alternative mm, okay, in okay. Rory Laird? Now, I think Rory Laird is another great uh, purchase this week. He's ten thousand more than a Brayshaw. And I think that it is officially cuddle weather with the oh, last yeah. three rounds. He's put up 14 tackles last week, yeah. four tackles against the Pies, who obviously moved the ball very quickly, and then 12 tackles against the Hawthorne team as well. So he's a guy that's had a few little question marks on his yeah, you know, yeah, fitness yeah. and stuff like that, but he looks like he's back in business with the tackles, and his matchup this week compared to a Brayshaw is much juicier coming up against the St. Kilda Saints. Um, has the round 14 buy. So I actually, What's as it stands right manage? now, I would consider him a better trade target for this week than a Brayshaw, even though I got Brayshaw last week. What do you have? What's he priced out there? Because let's have a look. Although, a chart here. although he's been cuddling. 108 he is priced at. Okay. Because although he's been cuddling, like the 12 and 14 tackle games have only equated to scores of 107 is the 14 tackle game and then 120 is the 12 tackle game. And one of them was think, against Geelong. Yeah, correct. I, I just... The other one, he only had one mark against I just don't Hawthorne. Know. I think he's... So I think he's a, a top eight mid. Yeah. I don't think he's I don't know what if he was. It's hard to project someone to be a 120 plus guy. Yeah. But but he has that ceiling. Oh, he like, does. He, he, he has does. that potential. And um, especially this time of year, like we've said, in terms of yeah. those guys that score well through tackles, it does... At least I, don't, I haven't got any conclusive statistics to, <laughs> to back this up, but we've seen it with Jack Steele a couple of years yeah. ago. We've seen it with Rory Laird. Those guys that tackle well, we saw it with Josh Dunkley just on the weekend as well. Yep. Those tacklers start to get into form this time of year. And it helps, man. And when he has the run as well, I think it's a good time to get, get him in. So this is where I'm weighing up, like I said, a field to a player like him. So I think he's a good good player to bring in. I don't think he's as clear and obvious value as a Callum Mills. Yep. But he is if he goes 120. Do you know what oh, I mean? Definitely. Like, he and, certainly is. But it's, it's hard to project that moving yep. forward. Um, you've snuck Jack McRae into the list. Yeah, what are your thoughts there, mate? Jack McRae. So he is actually priced around that Callum Mills range. My, my days. And with Adam Trelaw's injury, yeah, um, okay, is okay. he someone that we could potentially be looking at? 815,000. And his run coming up is uh, Carlton, Adelaide, Gold Coast, Geelong, Port, North, leading into his round 15 bye. He's not been lighting the world on fire so far this season, but he's he's been affected by those CBAs, yep. right? Trelaw was one of the big three guys in there. It was him, Libba, and Bont getting a lot of the CBAs. Yep. Um, so I think that McRae is going to be the guy that benefits probably the most with that injury. How long is the injury there for is maybe something you want to ask yourself. Yep. Um, so at this stage, I'd probably favor Mills over him, but he is someone that maybe if the round 15 buy suits you better... 
yeah. you could have a look at as a cheaper option. The tough, the tough thing with him is that you, so the Trelaw injury obviously happened this weekend, just gone. Yeah. So you, if you're trading him in, you're making the speculation that okay, Trelaw's out. McRae's the guy that Bevo's going to put in, and as we know with Bevo, he could put McRae in there, but he could also put Bailey Smith in there. He could also put Caleb Daniel in there. I mean, he could yeah. put you know whoever the, he wants. I'm just looking there, at the um, the fourth quarter CBAs, and Caleb Daniel did have six CBAs to McRae's three. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, Bevo. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's all over the shop, um, So, yeah, there is obviously risk there, but Keep he is eye. now starting to get into an attractive price, especially with that injury to Trelaw. Now, let's quickly talk about some sort of more mid-price guys. Now, these guys were the talk of the town last week, and yep. are they still good options? So, Fiorini, you were... I remember being you were okay with yep. and Rory Atkins you really were not sort of there but has he convinced you? Yeah, Rory Atkins look he he's obviously done well. His his scoring has been been solid. It's just the awkwardness of where he's priced at. So because like I don't feel good about him being your upgrade for the week. Yep. It's also hard if he's the downgrade like obviously who are you downgrading from to then get an upgrade on the other end? Are you doing two sideways moves to get him in? Yeah, it's just it's more like the application of where he's priced at. I find it hard to put an average next to his name and like what I expect him to average. Like, what would you say he can average? He's put up in the last two games at eighty six and a one hundred and two. Um, like, is he a guy that scores eighty from here, eighty five? For me, he's he's a guy that needs a few things to go his way. Like, he needs he needs the role to be good. He needs the matchup. I feel like to be to be good as well. It does West Coast. Yeah, it, look. I don't. I think there's a scenario where it could go really well for you, but it, it also depends on the structure of your team right now as well. So if if he was maybe like the only kind of mid pricey speculative pick that you had in your team, I would feel better yeah. about it. Like even yeah. so, for me, I, I kind of just had a bit of a play around today. I've got Fiorini in there, and for me, Fiorini's still a speculative pick. Yeah, I'm not trading You've in. Got Hunt in there still. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not trading in Atkins to add a third speculative pick in there. I think. Yeah. I agree. Do you know what I mean? There's something to be said about your team structure and about how much speculation you can do before it becomes, um, I guess, like risky. Yeah, like four hundred forty-seven thousand. Like he he's now at a price where you sort of need him to go eighty, eighty-five plus. Yeah. Like consistently to make that worthwhile. Um, look, it's a possibility. It's just probably not something that I personally would advocate and something I probably wouldn't do myself. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to let him go and just you know, look for something else, especially like cash generation. You, you get someone cheaper and it's so much easier for them to make cash because they don't need to average those big numbers to do that. Yep. Um, so you're only really getting him to make him a guy on your field to give you point the combination of those points and cash. And, um, you know, when we can do some loopings and stuff with rookies, I think that, for me personally, he's a guy you let go. Fiorini is probably a little bit more of um, a guy that I would still potentially consider. If you can do a move like what you did last week where you did, like, a set of field down to Fiorini and then a rookie up on the back of it as well, yep. I would, like, I've already looked at that move. It doesn't quite get me enough money now that Fiorini's gone up 44K and set of field's lost the 30K, so... Um, the fact that you did it last week was great timing, but if someone still had the money in the bank and they could do something like that, I would tick it off then. Um, and I probably still would tick it off if it's getting one of those shitter rookies up to him um, because I still think that he's a guy that could probably average 85, which is about 15 points of upside from where he is, and he is going to generate a lot of cash in that time. So Fiorini, I'm more okay as a guy that could potentially, um, you know, I feel a bit more secure in his job security. Yeah. 
I feel a bit more secure in his role and um, I just think that the purpose that he serves in your team is a bit more clear to me than a, than a Rory Atkins. That's just my thoughts. What, what are your thoughts with Free? Are you, were you happy with his performance on the weekend in terms of like a score? I know we obviously didn't catch much of that game, but yeah. um, 89 he scored. Like, are you happy with that did one? You, did you bump something under the desk there? Oh, I, I think, think we might have. Got c- cactus here on the... Uh, we're back on? Okay, yeah, we're back on. Bloody hell. Leave Mitch alone for five minutes. He's knocking the camera out. What the fuck's <laughs> going on? Um, well, it's good I, to have you here, mate. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I hope our audio is still going as well. Look, I was happy with the Fiorini trade, and I never expected him to be like a 110 guy. He, he, I think he scored a 110. It was, that was never the expectation. No. It was if he could go between 80 and 90, I was really happy. So that, for me, was, yeah. was a tick in. It wasn't a disaster. He's got West Coast this week. I think West Coast is a better matchup for those midfielders rather than defenders as well. Obviously, the ball is going to be... Probably down the other end a bit more. We've got a long one here today. Should we quickly go through these four trade targets and we'll try and answer some questions? Yeah, I mean, a few of them we've talked about before. Butters, I still think is fine. Yep. It's less attractive now than it was a few weeks ago, but you now have the confidence that he's put up a good score. And what um, he did on the weekend, I think not only fantasy-wise, but just would have affirmed to Port Adelaide coaching staff, Port Adelaide great, fans, Port player. Adelaide players, yeah. Yeah. that he's a guy that can say, get on my back, we're, we're going ball. places. Yeah. So um, he played yeah. really well, I thought. Yeah. Bailey Smith. All right, I put a question mark here because... He hasn't got the CBAs. I think yeah. a really good coach in um, – who, who traded me in? It might have been um, Lemons or someone like that. I, I remember okay. a, a decent, a reputable coach, or maybe it was um, – maybe it was – actually, no, I can't remember. Someone uh, reputable traded him in last week on the back of his low CBA numbers. Yeah. So that made me sort of go, oh, okay. You know, people are still considering him. Yeah, yeah. Um, priced at, I think, mid-90s still, if I just double-check that one, 95 is he a guy that we can trade in now or do we still want to wait so he gets cheaper or we see those CBA numbers come up as a guy who you know still has the potential like obviously we picked him thinking that he has huge ceiling but obviously we were hoping for the CBA CBA role so um, what are your thoughts on a Bailey Smith as a forward option I need to see more I think I especially see. the really the only forward that I've still got there to um, actually I actually think once I swing Butters back down to my forward line, it, you'd be trying to trade like your Jaden Hunt sort of style. If you maybe, Hunt, do you, I don't know if you've got someone to swing. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's not this week for me. It's I want to see more picky with some of these guys. Yeah, now. and I just don't think unless I saw like a really sustained run of solid scoring without those CBAs, that zero percent CBAs just really scares me a little bit. But yeah, me too. Yeah, um, we don't. We sort of haven't really talked too many rookie targets in our. Um, our kind of uh, trade targets yeah. segment. But I think this guy's a guy that you'd go down to this week based on what we saw. Is he? Yeah, so ju- I think he's probably the best of the bad bunch. Blake ja- Drury. I thought it was Jamie Jamie Drury. Ja- is it, I don't even know if that's a joke or not. <laughs> Did you not watch um, that show as a kid? That gardening show? Is that his name, Jamie Jamie Drury? Yeah, no, that's gone right over my head there, mate. I'm not sure <laughs> what you're referring to, but maybe this someone guy, else has gotten into it. That guy, Jamie Drury. Oh, that bloke. Is that yeah. his name? I, I recognise the face. He was from a gardening show. Was it Backyard Blitz or something like that? Is that, Let me, is that the show? Jamie. I, I don't know the guy's name, but yeah, Drury from <laughs> North Melbourne. I think he is the uh, he's the guy that, you know, 53 on the weekend, that gives you at least a bit of confidence, I think. North Melbourne need to get these young kids uh, some exposure. So, yeah, I do think he, as it stands right now, is the trade-in target for rookies. But um, I don't necessarily think he's an absolute must-have. Um, you know, I think he's playing that forward role. So Backyard blitz. That's what I said, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, but oh, I didn't recognise the name. But deep cut for anyone, <laughs> any backyard blitz enthusiasts <laughs> out What's there. What's a deep cut? What's happening? You know, like, you know, you've, you've gone digging something a little... 
Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think he's, he's the pick. Okay. Um, speculation that Josh Faye might be coming in for an Angwin, who I think had a little bit of a knock or something uh, like that. So he's yep. a guy that we've also heard a lot about in the Magoo scoring well. So look, I think those guys are sort of the guys you're looking at. Um, but we'll have to. I think I'm just going to wait till team selections and have a bit more of a research of those ones moving forward. Talk about it on the live show. Okay, let's right. answer some questions. Just before we answer questions on Twitter, I've just seen that Matty Mottram is ranked 17th overall. The boy's going to have two highlights. Good friend of the show, Matty Mottram. Yeah, he's yeah. two highlights. Um, yeah, calm it down, mate. Calm it down. <laughs> Stop winning all the highlights. Okay, what am I looking uh, I've got for? a question yeah. here from a good friend of the show as well. Doss has asked, I'm assuming it's directed to you, how does one acquire such platinum <laughs> pipes and A-plus charisma? I think he's talking about you, mate. <laughs> No, no, it's from your tweet, mate. It's uh, Plat- the- I've heard he's he's given you the golden tonsils. Uh, I've heard that. So I hear the refer- the golden tonsils reference. Where did that originate for for the? Um- I'm not too sure, but okay. I, I think I it's gotta- I think it's your, your beautiful podcasting voice. Oh, thank demeanor you, and I Appreciate. Tone, oh, me so- big, me big demeanor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. But but I guess you know it shows when when people miss you for one episode. The the Ooh, there's lots of there's lots of come through. Well, there's lots of compliments here. This this top comment. Is really nice. It says, "No, Rojo, but Mitch persisted despite technical difficulties and delivered a fantastic show." Really? Because um, I've got another comment here saying that no Rojo, no podcast Friday was a disaster. Well, so. I paraphrased. To be fair, I, I, is that the comment you're talking about? I read between the lines. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so you didn't have to go there. I was going to be complimentary because I actually did think that you you recovered well after what was a tough situation. But should we answer people's questions yeah, instead of just an- talking shit? Let's answer some questions. Would okay. you trade Setterfield ahead of Pedler? And I, I guess we kind of touched this on we before. Did. We did. I guess it does depend on who you can get to. Yep. Your answer was if you can get a peddler to someone like a Mills, you'd I'm going probably there. go that way. Correct, yeah. I think I would too because of peddler's volatility in his role. Yeah. The um, only the only caveat and tough thing for that is just watching Setterfield potentially dive in price to a price that yeah. is similar to what you picked him up as. My my only hope is like after this week against Brisbane, he has that good run. Yeah. He's like three of the worst teams in the comp. So you'd hope that he can get amongst it in a in games like that. I mean, maybe you could, this week, maybe you could trade Setterfield, go to a real big dog, knowing that Mills is not going to get away from you this week. and then That is the other thought process as well, but there's potential that you do lose out on points in that week Yeah, when you could have gone a peddler up to a big dog mid. But uh, that is a really tough question to answer because of like the variables of who can you get up to, who else is on your team, yeah. those sort of things. But I think in general... If you can get the rookie up to a good player, that's still the play. But if you can't, then it is okay to trade Setterfield. Do you want to answer this question? Maximum amount of round 12 primos you think would be okay? Because I know you were sort of looking at buys and you had a, a few opinions on. Yeah, so I've heard a lot of opinions from other podcasts and other people sort of saying that, you know, we, we want to avoid these round 12 buy players because, you know, they're the closest buy rounds. Usually yep. we like to load up a little bit later in the buy rounds. And but, target them off their buy. But I have a different opinion because at the end of the day, every player is going to miss a game. Like, whether it's the first buy round, whether it's the last buy round, every player that you're trading in right now is going to miss a game come the buy rounds. Yep. If your team um, is stacked on those late buy rounds, which a lot of teams are, round 15, you know, has the Bulldogs, has the Giants, has the yep. North Melbourne, has yep. a bunch of those guys in there, um, Carlton. 
Port Adelaide with some of those guys we've got in our forward line. So a lot of people are stacked towards those back end. So round 12, we, we keep going about round 13 buys has been the, the best buy, and there's two teams on that. There's only four teams in round 12. Yeah. So round 12 is going to be a piece of cake as well when it comes to um, covering for that. So I think there's no issue getting a round 12 guy in now, even next week, because like we said, everyone you're going to trade in now is going to miss a week, whether that's the start of the buy or not. The only asterisk, as I will say, is that you want to at least reserve one or two players that you're wanting to trade in after their buy. Yeah. Because in round 13, round 14, you're going to be wanting to trade in a player that's already had their buy. So for me, I'm looking at a few midfielders in Brayshaw, Steele, and Mills as sort of like premium mids that have the round 12 buy. I don't want to have all three of them. I'm happy having two of them, but I want to have at least one of them that I'm looking to trade in after their buy. So leave yourself a target. Leave yourself a target is probably my rule. But in terms of like a number, I think as long as you are able to field 20, 21 players in that round 12 buy, then then go for it. Because I think there's a there's there's not that many players that we're going to have to cover off in that round 12. No, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out either way. Um, you know, we're going to learn, we're definitely going to learn some stuff. I know I will. And um, it'll it'll really sort of sort out where people are ranked afterwards. So yep. um, next question we've got here, should we should we be worried about Sarong scoring with Brayshaw fully fit and Fife played for mid-time? Um, I don't think worried this week like if if when you say worried if you're worried to the point where you're going to just do something silly and trade him that's that for me would be a no-no um but that's one that you just you've picked him because he's a premium and a keeper now and you just keep going until you know something terrible happens i was always a bit of uh in the opinion that like what he's been doing has been unsustainable in my opinion like he's averaging 107 he's probably was averaging like close to that 110 before this past week yeah. and it, look he scored 97 like, that's a yeah. good game that's a good premium yeah, score definitely, like definitely. It's not, if that's the worst score you're still laughing um, so I, I still see him as more of that like 105 106 kind of a guy yeah. not the 110 that maybe some people thought he was going based on um, you know that, that patch that he had there yeah. so as long as your expectations are not 110 plus yeah then I think he'll be fine. I, th- I still think he's going to be sort of that mid-hundreds kind of a guy uh, moving forward. So, Okay, quick fire with some questions. Um, yep. Just give me kind of like a yes or no. Yep. Um, so someone says Sicily trade um, or hold? Hold. That's Definitely hold. hold. Yep. Um, someone said, uh, this is, I don't know if this is a statement, but Atkins a must. No, no, must, Atkins must is not is, a must. Must, must is a strong yeah, word. We kind is. of explained that before. Yeah. Harry Sheasel was a must in round one. <laughs> Atkins <laughs> is go not back a must. in time. Yeah. Um, Erasmus, I'm keen. Do you wait a week? Yeah, so Erasmus was a guy that definitely got some um, uh, CBAs in the last game. Yep. Um, scored 85, priced 409,000. So Too exy. The concern is, like a Matthew Johnson, does he walk back into the team after his suspension? I think he's got one more game on a suspension. Yep. What's going on with Will Brody? Um, look... It's, it'd be a very bold move, but I'm probably a no at this stage. Uh, Max Gorn? Uh, yes. If you're moving off one of those underperforming rucks, I think he is the value option. So, yep. Yep. Uh, Powell from the GC. Powell's an interesting one. I've heard a few people talking about him. 656,000, gone 127 the last uh, against Richmond, 105 against Melbourne. Um, you could do it. You could do it. I don't think I will be doing it, yeah. but you could do it. Would it come... It would, for me, probably come down to, again, how many of those speculative picks do you already have? If yeah, he's the only guy, yeah. 
then speculate away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if you've got Fiorini and Atkinson and sorry Atkins um, yeah. and you know the likes, a um, couple more. Let's have a quick look here. Was Steel a trap? Was Steel a trap? No, I don't think Steel was a trap. There a was Steel some- trap. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, there was some reports about him playing some forward time. Gross. Um, which, yeah, does sound very gross. I don't think he's a trap. <sighs> Maybe I'm checking my expectations on what he's doing the rest of the season just because of the way St. Kilda are playing. Yeah. Um, they're obviously not a possession-heavy side. Um, he scored really well the week before, but he was kind of doing it in like a tagging role, which is interesting Yeah. Um, when he was tagging Rosie. Um, so I don't think he's a trap. I think maybe just check your expectations that I think at best he's a 110 guy. He could also be maybe like a 105, 106 guy. So there's maybe a few other guys I'd go ahead of him. All right. Um, that makes sense. I'll give these ones a quick answer and then there's one last one for you there. So um, is McPherson a good option because of the buy or do I go Mills? I'd personally be going Mills. I think McPherson you could have convinced me of last week a little bit, but he's just going up and up and up. He could end up being a top six defender on his line, and if you pick him, that's what you're picking him for now. You're not picking him for value. 785,000, he's no longer value in my opinion. So that's it. If you're picking him, you're picking him because you think he's going to be a top six defender. The other question that I'll quickly answer is Brayshaw or Chera. My particular opinion there would be spend up a little bit more and go to Brayshaw. Uh, but I think I I just have some personal bias against Chera for some we have reason. To, we have to now start to have like a little category when a player starts like mentioning themselves in like a fantasy video oh. that 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 boosts their average well. up because I, I don't know if you remember last year like Crisp had like a little video with him and his girlfriend where they were talking about and he went big and he? he went big for a few weeks after that I reckon there has to be a little boost when you start <laughs> making videos about AFL fans. I mean it must be in the forefront of their mind yeah exactly um, they're thinking about stats last question because we're literally going to talk all yeah, night yeah. but um, thoughts on Luke Parker and if he backs up backs it up with another ton next week is he a guy yeah. Luke Parker at? is an interesting one and you had I, him last I year had, uh, yeah so he was a forward obviously last year and um, you know put up close to that 100 average the thing that concerns about me for Luke Parker is that he has had the role like his his CBAs has been there so Different to a Callum Mills where he's been struggling yep. and like even a Brayshaw where we, we knew there was like a little knee sort of thing going on there. There's like a reason as to why yeah. they're doing poorly. Luke Parker, he's averaging 77% CBAs for the entire season. Um, so I always feel a little bit uneasy jumping on a player like that when there's no distinct change into why they're now scoring well and and why they were scoring poorer before. They've, they've lost a few games, maybe is what you could point to. Um, but he scored a 61 against Richmond when they won. They're only winning the last five. So um, I'm a no on a Luke Parker. I think 767K, find an extra 35K and get to Mills. Sounds good. I concur. All right. Big podcast, mate. Huge podcast. I'm out of breath. Yeah. Well, it's good that I don't have to talk the whole time. So. <laughs> you liked that, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. It was good to be back. And we even got the graphics up on the screen. So we're back. Hopefully we're there's audio. Back, mate. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. They'd probably, probably stop. Bloody recording. Well, it's got, we'll it says it's recording here, so we've got that up our sleeves, if anything else. So thank you guys again for listening in. Make yep. sure you guys are subscribed over on YouTube if you haven't already. Give the video a big thumbs up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you guys for the live show with audio on Friday. Until then, we'll catch you guys later. Bye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.